0: All right, welcome all you podcast listeners. This is episode 98 of the Knife Journal Podcast. My name is Kyle Versteg and I'm here with James Noka. Hey,
1: how are you doing today?
0: Good. Talk into your microphone, but don't yell.
1: How are you doing today? Good. uh, um, We just came back from a... Well, yesterday was my anniversary. And um, my lovely wife and I were married 35 years yesterday. And that's pretty amazing for a guy that's only 36 years old. Yeah, congrats. (laughs) So we had an awesome, uh... awesome weekend.
0: You from a culture where they have like arranged marriages or something?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. From when I was two years old, one mm-hmm. years old actually. No. Um. Yeah, 35 years ago. I can't believe we've been married that long. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to. I mean, you don't. Know, there are very few people in my generation that have been married that long. Hmm. Huh. Um. It seems like we're we were the we were the peak of. Um. The 60% divorce rate, my generation seems to be, but we had an awesome, awesome weekend. It started last Thursday, and uh, went and saw um good old, what's his name, uh, Steve Miller Band down at cool. Interlochen. Cool. And, uh, and he's he still rocks it for 72 years old, man. He still was all there and all fingers man he's a phenomenal phenomenal guitar player
0: cool yeah he,
1: he just got a- inducted to the rock and roll hall of fame which is pretty awesome and uh so then we then we found uh there's a great distillery in Traverse City called the Traverse City Distillery uh huh and i found a great uh a great new rye that i'm digging quite a bit and it's called the uh Old George double barrel and it's uh aged in two different kinds of barrels and it's it was damn skippy, real good. Okay. Really, really good. So we got a nice bottle of that and, and we went out to eat a couple places and and then we ended up in the UP camping, mm-hmm. which was pretty awesome. Um Used my my Kifru tent and it rained uh one of the nights, so that was uh that was pretty exciting sweet but, you know it was it was pretty nice we had a good time <laughs> and then yesterday i spent the afternoon at bark river picking up some knives i did i designed for deer and deer hunting so they're shipping out today so it's very been, cool yeah been a busy busy last couple of weeks for me <laughs> yeah what have you been up to you've been batching it yeah
0: for a while my uh Wife and kids left to go visit family in Iowa and South Dakota. they're back now, yeah uh, but uh did, well did they did they miss you? oh yeah, yeah, much better <laughs> now though <laughs> uh, so I just found something out like when you were telling your story. What's that? i'm gonna be on israeli t v <laughs> oh that's awesome. remember that uh Amazon five thousand expedition. I guess, uh, stuff is starting to roll with that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess if you're in Israel on July 2nd at 7 PM on channel two, <laughs> there's, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, my, uh, I'll be on there, but, uh.
1: So, so they're doing the, they're running the whole show or what, what part? Well,
0: already- I, 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 I just got a little blurb that it's going to be on there um i think they're starting with an hour-long program or something like that and then uh uh they're still working on the stuff for the u.s market
1: mm.
0: but uh yeah so uh i well, guess looks uh, like it's going to be
1: on the u.s market too then
0: huh yeah sooner or later they it that's always been a thing i you know i had to in order to go on that. One of the reasons I can't talk about anything is because I signed this huge, uh, non-disclosure contract and I can get in all kinds of trouble. So, um, and it was like an actual, like contract contract, big, huge 50 page thing. So, yeah, I guess if I ever go to Israel, (laughs) you know, I'll be be, I'll be like a, F list celebrity there. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so, funny. Yeah. That so, is
0: funny. Okay, so uh if you want to hear something else funny, right? So I got this uh we, we have a ton of email and stuff to go through, but one of the emails I got was like a couple weeks ago from some guy uh who apparently has um run a foul of uh different bushcraft communities (laughs) um so he's joined a rather elite club because of that and the real poignant question he asked was why is it that you know if bushcraft is supposed to like make you feel all peaceful and like happy and you know in touch with the earth and like if people really enjoy it so much, then how's come they're such assholes?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's funny.
0: So I had a I had a run-in with one yesterday on uh, Facebook, one of these groups that somebody added me to that I just basically ignored. Right. Well, at the top of my newsfeed is this post from this guy bitching that he can't make any money uh, at bushcraft, right? And so I just. You know wrote on there, well, hey, you know, if you don't have a YouTube channel, you should get a YouTube channel and monetize it because um, you'll make money that way. and uh, also, you know if you get some sort of an online presence and and uh, some of the younger generation finds you, then maybe they'll start going to your camps and stuff, right? And so he wrote this big screed and like just turned into like a major league asshole. I said, well, okay, that's fine, you know, to each their own, uh, best of luck and all this. And then he writes this other screed. So, so I let him have it. Cause the basic, the basic, uh, point of his screed was, uh, don't you know who I am? And it's like a nobody. Like literally this guy, what he does is he weaves baskets. Who and if you it? Google search for him, there's nothing. Like,
1: T- he texted me his name. I want to see if it's the same guy that I.
0: Well, he's somebody that was on that same forum a few days ago bashing one of your knives.
1: Oh, okay, yeah.
0: So I let him have okay. it. Okay, so here Big we go. and bad.
1: This, it's interesting because <laughs> he pulled the. I, wait, I wait, wait, to wait, 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 that.
0: wait, wait. He pulled the "Do you know who I am?" thing, and he's a fucking
1: basket weaver. Yeah. It's like fuck you, dude. Listen, I have a friend of mine that bought one of his baskets. Okay. And so, so what he's bitching about is not necessarily uh, good knives. He's bitching at the cost of good knives. See, I thought when I read your post last night, I thought you actually ran into him, like, like was at a was at a show that he was at, like at an art show or something like that. Apparently, he's a uh, um, a, a quote unquote traditional native basket weaver. OK, so in my book, a traditional uh, native basket weaver wouldn't be using a, a frickin knife that my people, the people of my gener- my heritage, brought here. He'd be using stones or copper because that's what they used here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it anyways, but it. he
1: but he's uh, that, it's kind of funny because I guess he's a young kid. Well, it, and
0: how, how does he say that he's, like, internationally famous? Well,
1: because he sells baskets. He
0: he, he makes... Yeah, but ba- nobody fucking knows who the guy is, and nobody gives a shit. And well, he's he's confrontational on the Internet. Well, he, and, is, he is very confrontational. And lashes he out at people who are, like, actually trying to help him. Yeah, my, you know, he my friend... bitching about money. I tell friend, him how he can make some money, and he, like, lashes out at me. It's like, right. dude,
1: My, fuck my off. friend... Well, see, and that's the thing. It's like, okay, so you're yeah. a... You know, it's like I was—you know—I've said this a long time. That group of people—they—they—they wanted to be all uh, like fairy dust, and you know, they want us to believe that the Native Americans were all one with nature and all in tune with everything, and they all had every—they had all the answers. These people had all the answers in the 1500s, you know, and they want to go back to—it's li- like, okay, fine, you want to go back to living that way, then freaking crawl in the woods. And and live on ten acres and rat fuck that ten acres so bad until so your whole all your people have to move to another ten acres because you've destroyed that piece of property and that's why that they that's why they moved all over the Midwest <laughs> because they, they they killed everything and they, they can you imagine trying to support a hundred people on with with primitive uh, technology? Oh, forget it. I mean, seriously, what would happen? You'd cut every damn especially in the wintertime up here. You'd cut down every damn tree you could. I'd You'd freaking salt. kill every fur animal that you could get just to have hides. And you would, you would literally destroy the piece of property that your family is being raised on to the point where you have to pack your shit and drag it to another 10 acres until, and, and let this other 100 years to recover this other, this other piece of property.
0: I <laughs> well, mean, that's a good point
1: you know i mean it would it's it's uh and and well, and you know we came to this country the europeans came to this country or the vikings came to this country one or the other and we brought technology and and i'm sure that the natives had to see it it was a big round thing called a wheel <laughs> you know and we and we brought it to them we we right. showed, they had to they had to notice that there was something it's like you know, they must have realized that a log, when it falls down and rolls down a hill, there must be a reason for that. So we introduced horses to them, and before the ho- before we introduced horses to them, they used to drag sticks, you know, big long poles, and, and <laughs> blow their shit on the big long poles and drag that it around. Or
0: whatever. Yeah.
1: yeah, and so when, when, when we came here, we gave them a horse, and... Show them the technology of the wheel, and they totally ignored the wheel. They just, they just tied their sticks to the horses and drug them around with horses.
0: Well, there weren't really roads, you know, it so maybe they didn't need the wheel. That'd be well, like me needing a, uh. I maybe don't know. they
1: should have gotten it. They could have got the hell off the 10 acres that they were rat fucking.
0: Well, at any rate, I have no idea what this guy's heritage is. Well, uh, he, I don't, he, I don't, He he's got a very European european sounding name right uh but like i don't know who the guy is but he's a complete he's supposedly
1: he supposedly is practicing native uh um native american stuff my buddy bought a basket from him he's got a uh, my friend's got this uh really nice frost pack i don't i'm not sure if it's a bushcraft pack or a roll top pack i think it's a roll top scout pack i think is what it is and it's, and you know, my number two, um, uh, I have a number two Duluth pack. And it's yeah. th- those packs are made to put in one of those trapper baskets in them, uh, ash basket. Okay. Okay. So, um, th- but they're they're big. They're a canoe pack. They're not made to. They're not Carry made to. Carry around, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're meant they're to, to be in exactly. your canoe. Exactly. So, um, he's got one that's actually made, that they, they kind of shrunk down. They made it a nice little backpack. And a lot of the Bushcrafter guys are. Are used in those kinds of packs. So he wanted to have a basket put in his, because there's no there's no frame in them at all. So they they're, they collapse really easy. They're hard to find stuff in. There's one big giant pocket.
0: Yeah, it's like um, <coughs> a sea bag or whatever, basically. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so he he had a basket. He sized a basket, and this fellow made one for him. Well, we went to pick it up, and it was like like four times what it would have cost to get one from. Duluth pack or if you could, if you would have had a pack from Duluth pack or frost pack that was made for a basket, the basket that fits in it is only like a hundred bucks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So somehow or another, this guy, which plays into my irritation with it is because he's making this basket by hand, quote unquote, using traditional methods. Then I'm supposed to pay four times. What? What? If I go to Jay's Sporting Goods and buy an ash trapper basket, would cost. Right, because, and there's
0: there's people that want to do that, that want to pay for that, you know.
1: Well, that, and that's yeah. and, and that's fine, but don't bitch about a knife company that's making a knife that costs 300 bucks. when yeah, they all because, make them by hand.
0: Yeah, they're all made by hand and yeah,
1: you know, it, using it, traditional <laughs> European methods. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Nobody makes knives like that.
0: No, yeah, that's literally you know, Bark so, River so, is pretty much as far as I know, and I f- could be very wrong, it's it's gotta be the largest scale operation making knives, knives using those methods.
1: Yeah. And so and so if you're um you know, if, if you can't if you're gonna stand there and make an argument, you have to be consistent across the board.
0: You know oh, this this guy has no problem being an asshat.
1: No, I know, that's, that, and that's what, so that's what I've been saying. they probably deleted I mean, he,
0: what I said to him, but I lit him up one side and down the
1: other. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's and, and there, it's there funny because a, I have refrained from, from from posting on that thread for that reason. You know, it's just been uh, it, it's one of those things where you're like I see him and i i I'll run into him because he's here in Michigan. That's yeah, why I thought, him a good that's smack. That's why I thought you
0: huh? <laughs> give him a good smack.
1: Well, that's what I thought. Well, and, and it's funny, too, because he lives, like, in a metropolis.
0: Yeah, and he's, it's not like, like... It's not like he lives where I live. He's, like, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm in touch with nature. Yeah, exactly. And it's, like, dude, yeah. shut up. You, you Go back to your jungle. fucking apartment.
1: <laughs> asphalt jungle.
0: Yeah, drive your fucking car- Dodge Caravan around, you douche.
1: Actually, I think he does have
0: one. Yeah, exactly. I knew he did. <laughs> and he's exactly the type of guy. Here's the other thing I'm kind of fired up about right people in michigan when you're driving they'll be driving five miles an hour under the speed limit and you go to pass them and they floor it they don't want you to pass them right but now i have a a 300 horsepower car good luck in your dodge caravan and and it happens almost every time now you go to pass somebody they they floor it and you know he's the kind of guy that does that
1: what's really funny about that is um I came across US two yesterday mm-hmm. and so they have these passing lanes on US two now because of that reason because I don't know that it's gotta be a Michigan thing because it's something that I've noticed for a long time. And so and it irritates me. In US two you literally can set your your um, cruise control it's fifty five, you can set your cruise control for sixty-four miles an hour and nine hundred and ninety nine times out of 1,000 you won't be bothered by anybody okay except for the ass hat that wants to go 63 miles an hour okay and so then you slow down to 63 miles an hour and then you get to one of these passing lanes and he pulls in he either pulls in the other lane and speeds up
0: so yeah and I'm they looking, draw, they'll go a hundred
1: yeah <laughs> exactly and then you'd be going like okay now he's going 74 miles an hour now to get past him in this passing lane i've got to go 75 or 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 more obviously to pass him okay and it's a it's a passing lane, so it's made to go you know for the slower traffic to stay to the right and you get to stay you get to go to the left so um they speed up they get in the left they get in the right lane they speed up to 75 miles an hour or 74 miles an hour now you got to pass them going faster and if you don't want to go that fast because you might get a ticket Um he pulls back in front of you when the lane when the passing lane closes and he goes back down to sixty three. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck did you just do that for? That's crazy. And they do it all the time. Yeah, it's a car. And then if you happen to take a chance and you go seventy five or eighty miles an hour past him, the next passing lane or the or the next single yellow line, he'll pass you again.
0: He'll try. (laughs) Yeah. Well and so like I I'm just overplaying that game. So when I go to pass someone, I pass them with such power. I I I you know, I just I downshift and I give it hell. And they'll yeah. they'll this one guy in a Dodge Caravan, that's why I mention it, like floored it. But you know, there's no way. There is no universe on earth where a Dodge Caravan is going to out accelerate my car. And so I get past him, and then he tailgates me. Uh, and then he tried to pass me on a double passing, you know, a no passing zone around a curve, right? Because uh, he was mad or whatever. So I just got the hell away from him. I went. That's funny. Yeah.
1: That but, is uh, funny.
0: Yeah. So yeah, well, Michigan drivers for some reason think they they need to drive a little bit under the speed limit. I I don't have a problem with somebody driving 64 because I don't even drive that fast. I right. I'll drive like 55 to 59 depending, right. you know. Right. But like when somebody's driving 50, you know, I don't see any reason why I should also drive 50.
1: Well, it, like I said, it amazed me that that uh that they do this, and and I'm not sure exactly why it is they do it, but but they do it, and they are they do it all the time, and it is it is very annoying, and uh. Uh, I put up a YouTube video about it a while yeah, ago. Well, it doesn't surprise me. It yeah. It doesn't surprise me at all. I was pretty mad
0: about it. Pretty hot. But uh anyway, uh you wanna hear about a knife in the news?
1: Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah.
0: Okay, so this is from today's New York Post. Armed with love a love song and a knife, ex ex-boy chose knife. A sick New Jersey man showed up at the financial district cafe where his ex-girlfriend works, armed with a knife and the lyrics to a Spanish love song, and stabbed her in the stomach and arm, cops and co-workers said Monday. It was a lover's quarrel, explained Jerry Libertos, an employee at Coisina Cafe on William Street. According to him and others who work at the eatery, Uh, Maria Almeida, 25, of Kearney, New Jersey, had broken up with her boyfriend, Walter X-I-C-A-Y, I I don't know how to pronounce that, of Jersey City, and he wasn't happy about it. He showed up wanting to make amends, uh, Monday morning after a boozy weekend. (laughs) Anyway, the story goes on. He was arrested at the scene, uh, and I guess he'll be going to, uh, trial or something. So there's a knife in the news.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) That is awesome. Um,
0: So I wonder what Spanish love song he had. I'll have to splice one in here.
1: Yeah, that's funny. That is funny. So, um, we need to give a shout-out to our friend, uh, speaking of, you know, knife news, um... Our friend, um, I'm I'm sitting there getting messages from another friend.
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe uh, put that on mute.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I should do that, I guess, huh? Okay, hang on. My wife has taken my car today to work, and so she's sending me text messages. Anyways, oh Newt Martin. Gotta give go yeah. send a shout out to Newt Martin. Uh hope he's feeling better. He's right now in the middle of his uh second round of chemo. Yeah. And uh Looks kinda cute without his without his hair. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, he's uh but I but I think he's uh he I guess he responded quite well to the first round and and uh so if you're out there listening, new, we're we're praying for you.
0: Yep. And get better soon. Eat lots yep. of chicken soup and such.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Oh. So, uh, I stole a knife from Mike. <sighs> Tell us about it. <clears throat> Matt Martin of vehement Knives made a sog. What? You hear something?
0: Yeah. Your phone is going crazy.
1: I'm not hearing that because I have my earphones on. Silence. Silence! I'm silencing the phones. Um, Matt Martin of Vement Knives was at the grind-in. And he gave he he made a knife that is was inspired by the SOG knives. And it's a full tang double guard knife. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it at the at the grind in and I was you know, I was googling it. It's it's sexy looking, very sexy looking. So um Mike posted a picture saying that Matt gave him that knife. So yesterday, while I was there, I lifted it. <laughs> Without he looked the other way and I snatched it up. Well, I, he, when Mike posted the picture on Facebook, I told him I was going to steal it. He's like, "You're going to try." <laughs> well, I succeeded. So now that's uh, so I have a, uh, a vehement knife. Nice. He's he's going. He's today he's going. That son of a bitch actually took that. <laughs> so I get to fondle it for a couple weeks before I have to bring it back. Matt, if you're listening, (laughs) what the hell was that noise?
0: Bark River Knives offers the
1: best combination of ultra-modern CNC components and old-world craftsmanship. All Bark River Knives are hand-convex ground and sharpened to perfect cutting geometry for the task they are designed to perform. Bark River Knives are available through our authorized dealers. I have all my stuff shut off. I'm not understanding why I'm hearing anything.
0: Hmm.
1: So, do you see this?
0: What? Oh, yeah, that's a big... uh, I can't see the handle. No, I still can't see it.
1: I can't see where that... I don't have my uh, hang-on
0: Oh, yeah, so it's a Newton uh, Martin Knives. Yep. Big, huge, hollow handle. That's nice.
1: That'd be like a Rambo knife.
0: Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. When'd you get that?
1: Oh, I've had it for a while.
0: No, I, I bought one from them, too, in the in the auction. I bought yeah. a couple knives, actually. I own two Martin knives now. One yeah. is a uh, hollow-handled tracker, and yeah. the other is uh, one of their non-hollow-handle uh, full-tang fixed blades. Nice.
1: Now Newt Newt didn't make that hollow handle tracker. No, that's right?
0: Hank made that. Hank made that? Yeah.
1: I've got a um a Newt dagger too. Hollow handle dagger. Oh, cool. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Sweet. <clears throat> yeah. So uh what other knife news? Well, we
0: got a we got an actual uh handwritten letter Ooh. uh from a guy who uh works on boilers, so I guess Uh-oh. you'd call him the Boiler Man. Okay. Should I read it? Yeah. Uh, Dear Mr. James Noka and Mr. K.R. Verstag, I stumbled on KJP while looking for interesting podcasts to listen to. Knife Thursday was too flippy for me, and, well, by the way, I, I think they're on hiatus anyway, but... Right. Yeah, and I can only take so much CarCast with Adam Carolla. I work alone a lot and often in loud environments that are con- conducive to listening to music or podcasts under my earmuffs. Seeing you guys play in the UP and Wisconsin was an added bonus. Although I think I started hating on hipsters earlier, I enjoy the company. Eventually, I may see you guys at a grind-in or backwoods outing. Uh, the situation got hot for the Boilerman last week. I guess I should start with a little about myself. I tend to take on a variety of projects ranging from turboing motorcycles. No. Uh, exactly. That sounds like a recipe for death. Uh, making knives and backpacking. Uh, this particular adventure started last year when I decided to start keeping bees. Now, see, that's, I don't know.
1: Would you ever keep bees? I had, we had bees at our farm. Did they sting you like crazy? No, uh, uh-uh. actually, it was really. we Kathy and I were just talking about that the other day. Um, we had a we had a pretty good slug of bees because I had we're farming like 800 acres. Yeah. And so we had like four different spots where the beekeeper kept the bees on the edge of the woods, mm-hmm. and every year we would get a case of honey. And so just for that reason wow. alone, I mean, he didn't charge us. I mean, we didn't charge him anything for rent because because the bees are beneficial to the crops, you know, so um we didn't we liked them being there and uh yeah. so so basically what um uh what he did was say thank you and gave us this big ass case of honey and so every year we would give christmas presents wow. out and we we get because I mean, nobody can eat that much honey
0: <laughs> no. I mean, it was
1: big ass box of like 48 big jars of honey and um wow and so yeah so we really like to having bees on the farm so that's kind of it's very cool it's a neat hobby um
0: yeah but keeping and, them is another thing entirely
1: right but i but i think that they i mean that guy I asked him all the time if even our milk tester kept bees too and i asked him about getting stung and stuff and he was like you know what they don't get stung you know mm-hmm. they sure they get stung <laughs> once in a while and it's not that big a deal they don't get all that. they don't get that excited but so go ahead, I, I okay. didn't interrupt. He
0: says, uh, unfortunately due to being inexperienced, I lost the hive over the winter due to mice moving in and destroying the hive uh, while they were hibernating. So I decided to do two sets this year, one up north and the other in the same location as last year. So the bees ended up coming in the morning. Uh, we planned on coming up north, and I tasked my girlfriend with picking up the packs while I packed Important stuff. Guns, whiskey, guns, etc. My tricks worked and she ventured to the farm where uh, five to ten million bees were waiting to be picked up by various people. Uh, She showed up at the house with two boxes of bees, five to seven thousand, angrily buzzing away with a couple of stragglers roaming free in the car. Our dog is normally calm, but was pacing back and forth in the front seat. (laughs) Uh, the first set of bees went in no problem. We were off up north. As the car got hot, the bees started buzzing louder. Now, this is the thing. In a car, you're going to... Maybe in the trunk. <laughs> this sounds like it's like in the back seat or whatever.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that doesn't sound good at all. We
0: we stopped at Fond du Lac at Friar Tuck's, a restaurant, where I was given the idea to move the bees to the trunk. There you go. See? There goes. <laughs> This is where the situation turned. As we were pulling into the parking lot, it started to rain. I was hungry and tired from the work week and school ending and not at the top of my game. As I picked the bees up and moved them from the back seat to the trunk, I fumbled and dropped the pack, which caused a can of bee food it contains the bees to fall out, and the bees started flying out. Fuck! I yelled just in time for my girlfriend to look and see I'm coming into the melee. As she ran around trying to get the dog, uh, which was also running around, uh, I had the presence of mind to pick up uh, the can and put it back in the cage and keep the remainder of the bees enclosed. A car full of people waiting to enter the restaurant quickly sped off, seeing two to three hundred pissed off bees circling my location. I ended up getting my bee, uh, keeping protective gear out of the trunk, but did not but not before getting stung on the thigh from a bee that had climbed up my leg. Uh, he was wearing shorts. His girlfriend also got stung. It took a good 20 minutes to get the situation under control, and we found our waitress was a nurse in training, and I had two ladies call me a pussy, but those bees finally made it to their destination. <laughs> Over the past year of dealing with honeybees, that is the only time I've ever experienced aggression or been stung. Uh, a couple of things I'm looking forward to this summer are on uh June 25th I'll be forging my first knife at a forging event organized by the Badger Knife Club. Mm. I'm going to film the event and hopefully it will not be the last blade I forge. I bought some 52100 and tend to make a larger katana style chopper similar to something I've made in the past. Some of the people from Wisconsin who have been on forged on fire uh will be teaching there. I was told not to bring stuff for Damascus. Uh, on the subject of blades, I'm currently getting a rather large chopper, 28 inches overall. God damn. Ready for heat treat, which is made from six pounds of new PM steel. What's PM steel, do you know? Powder melt. Okay. Which should be close to in strength and toughness. Uh, once finished... It should be three pounds of fury. <laughs> all in all, if I don't chop off a limb, I plan on spending a lot of time backpacking and camping this summer. He built a 2 by 72 inch grinder last winter with a frequency drive, and he uh, loves it. He added a small attachment wheel, uh, and my friend from Grizzly Outdoor, who makes Kydex, started making another grinder attachment and has a fully adjustable table for my grinder coming in the mail along with a grinding jig which should make the uh, scandy grinds and flat grinds quicker especially compared to the old uh, 42 by 1 freehand grinding. i have some hipster stories and i'm putting a former indie car turbocharger on my motorcycle but i'll <laughs> save that for another time i uh, signs off uh, boiler man rubber down rubber on <laughs> other so, uh, guys are interesting sort yeah i don't know man <clears throat> turbocharger on a motorcycle they're fast enough
1: oh yeah yep,
0: you, yep. you get these guys with these Hayabusas that put these crazy turbos on them and i don't know I've, I've got some friends that have done that and they're insane
1: yeah that's that's uh i can't i can't believe that they need to go that fast
0: well, need ever, and want are two different things.
1: Right. <laughs> did you ever see uh Did you ever see that video or I'm sure you have where they mount a GoPro on the front of a motorcycle and they're in they're in Europe probably on the autobahn I'm guessing and they're going like 150 160 miles an hour weaving in and out of cars. Oh god. From the I've shoulder seen videos the, like
0: that before. Oh my
1: god. I, I I was like I can't believe these people run this fast.
0: Well, it's I mean, just, if they hit
1: something, there's nothing left of them. There can't yeah, be anything left done. of
0: them. It's done. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Hang on a second. Silence! Silence! <laughs> Telemarketers. Um. What else? What else? What else? Political calls, probably.
0: Well, there's got to be something else we can talk about knife-wise um, before we can uh, go into the political stuff. Well, oh, I I have uh, something I'm working on. What's uh, that? So, you know, I bought this house, and the guy that uh, owned the house before me was a contractor, and then the building instructor or inspector for Grand Traverse County for forever. Mm-hmm. So he had he knew all these people. Well, this guy that runs some sort of a tree service, uh, whenever he'd chop down a tree, he'd put it in a big pile or something, the, the usable parts of it. And then, uh, you know, when the pile got big enough uh, and he didn't want to pay to dispose of it, he'd just drop it off here. Nice. And so just as we were leaving town to go back to Iowa, uh, a semi <laughs> pulled up like loaded with logs so now I got all these logs uh and I went to go use my uh steel chainsaw on it and uh it wouldn't start and I so I went through my troubleshooting thing and it just didn't wasn't working so I went to the the place that sells steel here and their service list was, they're out, like, several weeks. And I'm like, oh, man, i I got to get started on this stuff. Otherwise, you know, it's going to take forever. So mm-hmm. I bought another chainsaw, the Steel MS-461. Yeah, it's
1: just, that's just like the one I have.
0: <laughs> yeah. Don't, yeah. I mean, I just, I figured I might as well get a, you know, real <laughs> chainsaw, because I'm doing real chainsaw work, not like, you know. Well, the goofy, you know, my, my, my steel is actually a pretty good chainsaw. It's just not, you know, if you're going to do a semi load of logs and constantly be cutting down trees, it's probably smarter to have a little bit bigger saw. So I bought that and, uh, I've been out there, uh, working, I work a little bit on it every day. Mm-hmm. I'm building, uh, to stack the wood, you know, mm-hmm. I'm building what's called a Holeshausen. H-O-L-Z, oh, yeah, so uh, it's it's now about, uh, oh, two feet higher, so it's about a little bit over knee height.
1: That's very cool. Yeah. Those are neat. Those, those are neat as hell. Yeah. They dry wood fast.
0: <clears> well, I'm not making any claims for what they can do, because I, you know, when I was researching how to do it, uh, you know, there were all these claims about stuff, and then there were all these people debunking them, um, but they look cool. Yeah, <laughs> and, of, um, and i have to stack the firewood anyway i might as well stack it in a neat well, way
1: it's interesting because the norwegians do that <coughs> and they um they they dry their wood that way uh-huh. and then they take it off of that pile and then they stack it up in in regular ricks regular straight flat st- stacks but they use they use that technique to dry the wood first Huh. So like it'll sit in that pile for like three years and then they'll take it from that pile and move it to their regular where they're gonna burn it next year. Okay. So that's yeah. that's kind of what that
0: is. Because it's a all about. it's a German word.
1: Yeah. That's well that, the, it's it's yeah, but that's it's exactly the same I mean it's the same it's the same technique. Yeah it used, and the Norwegians use they use uh mostly pine, I think, pine and birch. Okay. <clears throat> and the Germans, um I don't think the Germans are allowed to even cut trees down anymore. Well, right? yeah.
0: So, like, part of the people that were, like, debunking it were saying that, like, no one stacks wood that way, like, anywhere right. <laughs> that they've ever been able to find, you know. So, it's Right. Like... No,
1: no, the Norwegians still do that. Okay. Because they still burn wood. But uh, the Germans, I don't think, like I said, we, I don't think they even burn wood anymore. Huh. I think it's against the law to cut a tree down <clears throat> in well, sufficient quantity.
0: They have a fairly controlled, uh, uh, fairly controlled thing, as I understand it.
1: Yeah. Yep. Well, all their forests are all privately owned, or you can't hunt on them. I mean, there's all these rules. The Germans, they have tons of rules. Everything's verboten. They love rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything's everything's verboten. So, uh, um, I got a new bar for my 661 okay i got a i got a four foot forty eight inch bar for my for my big saw oh wow forty eight inches long <laughs> so I step up to my my wood pile and I cut and it's like uh i I cut through a dozen logs at a time
0: <laughs> oh jeez makes
1: it go fast makes it, it go fast
0: that's gotta be a heck of a chain on
1: there oh yeah Sharpening that's gotta be a bitch. Oh, shit's, shit's expensive. I got one of those grinders, but you know, I had a um a guy that that set the uh was at the grind in that uh, uh cuts wood for for the uh for his county. Mm-hmm. And uh he you know, he was jiding me about having my my little electric grinder on my for my chainsaw sharpener. Hmm. And he's I like, didn't you know, I didn't even know they made those. Oh yeah. Well, that's hmm. how, when you take your saw, if you take your saw chain somewhere to get it sharpened for eight bucks, that's what they do. Huh. They use okay. a, they put it on a little, little vice thing and little disc grinder and they grind the, you know, it's, it's fairly fast.
0: Yeah, I would but, imagine. I, I, I have always done mine with a file. Right. And that, that takes, you get something. <laughs> You get some 48 inch bar, you're going to be in there right, for an hour. Right,
1: exactly. And but he's saying that, and and I've done that for a long time too. And I just, it was like one of those things where, I guess you don't really set your clock to it. So, um, so I don't really know how how much faster it really is. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But he's claiming it's faster to just leave it on the saw and use a file and touch them up, which he's probably right. I mean, because I because I got to go through taking this chain off the off the saw. And what I usually do is I got, ooh, like on my 460, I got a, um, I probably have 10 chains or 12 chains, something like I don't know, maybe more than that. Okay. And what I'll do is I'll I'll go through a period of time where I just put them on the grinder and I sharpen them all. Bam, 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 bam. And then when my saw, as my saw gets dull, I just swap out the chain. Huh. As my chain gets dull, I just swap out the chain and, and push on. that's cool yeah so guys are making actually making damascus out of chainsaw chains well that'd be
0: pretty neat you got to clean them real well before you try that i suppose
1: (laughs) yeah well i suppose that they when they cook them in the oven when they put them in the forge it actually kind of burns burns everything off i think yeah yeah. i suppose (laughs) yeah so what else you been doing oh
0: not much you went out in the
1: wilderness at all
0: Oh, here and there. I, you know, I've been poking around my woods quite a bit. Uh, yeah. went through morel season and found a bunch and now, uh, ramp season is over. Now we're kind of into the thick of rhubarb and about to come up on cherries. Yeah. So,
1: yeah.
0: Of course, yeah, when I the cherry season really is going, sure. uh, mm-hmm. y- you deal with fruit flies <laughs> and yeah. there's nothing you can do yeah. until, or, until it's over.
1: <laughs> it was funny. We have um, we were out this last weekend, and and um, I have this uh thing that I take with me when I'm car camping. It's a shower, a portable. Yeah, it's yeah. A Extreme Zodi, I think is the brand name of it. Extreme shower. And basically, you put two and a half gallons of water in it, and you set it next to the fire and heat up the water, and and uh, so Sunday morning. Um, we did the ritual shower uh, out in the woods. It was kind of nice, and um, I've been using permethrin quite a bit, you know, on the tent and and uh, on my clothes and Kathy's clothes. And we were not. And and in the UP where we were uh, is black fly and bug, mosquito heaven. Yeah. Um, they're they are so bad up there that if that if you're not if you have no protection, you're dying. Yeah. This time of year, I mean, the the bug, the black fly bites are so bad that you know you you can actually swell up and people get allergic reactions to them, and it, it they're pretty bad. So we're not bothered at all all weekend long, completely fine. Hmm. So uh, um, get our shower and Kathy. Takes out of her little shaving kit or out of her uh, toiletry bag this little thing of perfume and she puts a drop on either side of her neck and within eight seconds she had five or six black fly bites on her <laughs> neck. Just that, it was just that fast. I, before I could even say don't better not put that on because you're gonna you're gonna get bit up. It was that fast. And oh she and it, and it swelled up. I mean, she was like, "Do you have any Benadryl or do you have any any histamine in your you know?" So I ended up having to get her some nose spray hmm. out of my shaving kit. And but I mean, it was real bad. So <clears throat> so definitely, uh, ladies, if you're out camping, don't put on any perfume.
0: Yeah, because those black flies will get or you. Or
1: if you have a man bun, don't put any perfume.
0: Yeah, we, we don't have, uh, we don't have any of that where I live. Like, we don't even hardly have mosquitoes. Like, there's no mosquitoes here yet. Um, I think it's because the wind blows at 430 and blows them all away. Right, right. That could be,
1: that could be. I mean, they were bad up there. They were real bad.
0: Yeah. (coughs) So, uh, actually, I have a, a quick giveaway. Oh, cool. So, uh. I have an Xbox One, and uh I was looking for this motocross game, you know. So speaking of Boilerman and motorcycles, ah. uh, if you don't want to go out and kill yourself on a motorcycle going 300 miles an hour, or however the hell fast they go, Xbox makes this game where you, like, jump motorcycles over tracks and stuff. It's pretty fun. But I I ordered the game, and they sent me two of them. So I have wow. an extra one wrapped and ready to send out to whoever has an Xbox One. It's uh, MXGP2. And uh, I will, as soon as I post this podcast, I'll put that up on the Knife Journal Podcast Facebook page. And uh, we'll randomly select a winner and uh, I'll get it mailed off to them. Nice. Uh, c- Continental United States... Alaska or Hawaii, please. Uh International shipping, I still don't really understand that. I've got all these people now from Asia wanting to buy knives from me, and I'm scared to ship them over there. You right. Because, like, you know, some guy is going to open up that package and swipe it, and then, or or whatever, you know. that. Right. Then each country has its own little tax thing, and if you don't know what that is... You know, you can get into some hot water.
1: So, <clears throat> there's a good business for people. They should, somebody should start, and it just be the the in between. You know, the the person that ships uh, to all these different countries. Yeah. You know, has a that has a good way of doing it.
0: Yeah. Probably Derek. <laughs> could he be. Could have he a ships side a lot of stuff over there. Yeah, because uh, from knives, ship free. Maybe I should ask him. Um, but I, I'm wary of shipping anything out of the United States because of various horror stories that I've read. Right. Um, you know, I just, I just would rather not deal with it. Um. Anyway, uh, anything else?
1: <sighs> Probably just some getting into some politics, maybe.
0: Okay, so everybody, uh, we're going to have a little political segment here. We don't do that very often. Uh, we're going to give you fair warning here if you don't want to hear it. Um, thanks for listening this far, and uh, we'll catch you next time. And three, two, one, go. Okay, we gave him fair warning.
1: We're back. Okay, so where do we start?
0: Ah, uh, God.
1: Okay, so let's see. Donald Trump won the nomin. Well, well, let's let's Donald start. Trump m- is the m- presumptive nominee. Let's start with the the most recent thing,
0: uh, and that would be um, Britain leaving. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right, because that that ties into pretty much everything else you would ever want to talk about, right? <laughs> so it's uh, none of British politics is any of my business, right. right? Like what they choose to do with their lives and stuff is up to them. But um, it's it's interesting to see, nonetheless, and interesting to talk about. So what are your thoughts on? You know the why? We, I'm not going to worry about the consequences for them because nobody really knows. And right. I think that they may take a hit in the short term, but later on,
1: well, they're going to be and, better
0: off. So, like, I, that, why did they? What was the sentiment behind it? Why did they do it? Do you think?
1: Well, I think they want to unfuck what happened, or you know, the globalist view of things. And and I think that that's was. I think that's a, a movement that's actually starting here. Um, there's a lot of people in this country that do not believe in the globalist uh, government and mm-hmm. uh, the globalist economy. The people that care about that are the big business. Because remember, um, big business never creates anything. They just absorb they're like a they're like a giant blob. They never create anything new. They only they only buy uh, or absorb anything that's any of the latest and greatest things that are happening in the world. And I think since um, since the internet has become so prevalent, we're starting to see uh, that where those ideas that big business gets. We're starting to see that where they're coming from. You know, like we're not—we're now seeing with Kickstarter and some of these other little um, fundraising, GoFundMe things that that you see somebody that's got a good idea that you notice where the you know where the idea came from. Twenty years ago, that good idea would have just been bought up by some big business and they would have done it. You'd yeah. have thought that all those ideas came from them
0: or but, or it, or they wouldn't have bought it at all and it would or they have just wouldn't have bought it at all but, it, I, I,
1: but usually they do they, they they usually and and because you always heard stories about how some young entrepreneur got screwed over yeah yeah and and I think that that what's happened is and I, i'm not, I just think that that's part of the bigger picture. I, I don't think that that's the driving force, but I think that that's part of the bigger picture. That we started seeing that wow, all of these ideas really didn't come from big business. Big business really doesn't do anything but absorb stuff. Well, they and invest the, stuff. They well,
0: so I've I've actually funded quite a bit of stuff on Kickstarter, and sure. a- almost all of it is related to games.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but uh, you know, the, I guess the thing is, is before that that was a me- mechanism. You would go around and ask your family and friends for money uh, right. to to put up, but now that there's kickstarter you you can uh you know there's a much bigger audience and it's a guaranteed sale once you have it right you know um so the what what business does the way I look at this is if you have an idea, it costs money to put that idea into reality you know so like say I want to make a game it 's going to cost me like say ten thousand dollars to to make the game print it mm-hmm. and and you know get boxes and all this stuff. Well, without Kickstarter you 'd ask your friends and family and scrape together the money and a lot of people were a lot were I, I think people were unable to do that a lot of times because their friends and family don't have any money right. <laughs> You know, so you you would, they'd eventually try to go to a business and the business would invest the capital if the idea was good enough. Right. Um, And a lot of
1: times what they would do would be, they they don't want to just give you the money. No. I mean, it got to the point where they would just say, well, we'll just buy that from you for X number of dollars. Yeah. And then they'll exploit it. Yeah. And then you're, and in that, in that paperwork, you're not allowed to say anything about what happens afterwards. Yeah. Well,
0: but then, you know, so like. The, the way I look at it is, is what business was doing, businesses like you're describing, um, is they, they were basically investing capital, um to make ideas happen. Right. Which I don't think is a bad thing.
1: No, at all. It's just that, it's yeah. just that it, people are starting to see that, the fact mm-hmm. that, that in big business, there isn't ever any, there's no, there's no creativity.
0: And typically it's just investing. Right, typically it's, it's you're investing capital and managing employees, basically exactly. is what
1: you're doing. Um, exactly. And I think that that's what um, what you're seeing is all of a sudden, hey, I can do that. People are starting to realize that that you know this big business global thing isn't the greatest isn't the greatest idea. Big business doesn't like it. A lot of banks don't like it. They, mm-hmm. they don't like the fact that that everybody's noticing this and that's been the driving force if you look at what was uh against the brexit was all big business and um uh establishment type of people yeah the that have been the, running people, the show right that
0: a- that want con- control over minute aspects of your life exactly basically. you know exactly that, and so you know people that are in favor of government controlling everything um are uh you know they they like the idea of uh, big business and big business likes it because then they can pay the government you know lawyers and blah 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 and lobbyists and eventually get legislation passed that advantages them over another company you know so it, it's kind of a rigged system in that way um but the EU, I think, is, is special. And there's, you know, I don't think it's just about the, what you're talking about. I think there's something else that goes into it. Now, if you are England and you are part of the EU, they have this thing, um, where if any, any EU member country, uh, you have to allow immigrants from any other EU member country. So, What was happening in in, uh, Britain, and I read this um, yesterday, is you had all of these people from poor, nasty Eastern European countries wanting to move to Britain because Britain's got good national health system and generous welfare (laughs) benefits. So they were getting flooded with all these people who just immediately became citizens and immediately went on the welfare system, and it was taxing the hell out of their system. Additionally... They were having to send 350 million pounds a week every week to the EU 350 million you know so and and they were basically on the short end of the stick for everything, and there there's going to be people that say, well you know it's a big trading block and it makes this easier and all of that. but countries are still going to want to trade with your uh, with uh, Great Britain. you know people are still right. going to want to buy their Coleman's mustard. And right. their Bentleys and whatever else it is they make over there, you know. So, I I don't think they're going to suffer from the trade, but you got to have control over your borders. Right. You know, y- y- it well, can't just was, be that, that anyone in some... the world can come and live in your country and leech off of it.
1: What does that sound familiar?
0: Well, yeah, and so, you know, it's uh, I, I think one mistake that the big business and and the elites have made is they've they've opened up the doors and been very open about it. Right. Uh, and the the reason the reason the left likes that is they get people in dependent on government. Uh and basically they get a guaranteed block of voters to put them in power forever. Right. And then big business likes it because they can depress wages. Right. You know so what's,
1: what's interesting about the whole thing, and it just cracks me up, even if you look at our country the Republicans and the Democrats, neither one of them, are too interested in doing anything about securing our borders. No. You know, it's it's been the it's been the loudmouth uh, center of the country that's been um, that's been pissed off about it. Yeah, and but we're
0: f- we're flyover country. We don't count.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. And and I th- I think I've said this before on the podcast. I. It reminds me so much of the Hunger Games. It's
0: not funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: you know, I mean, it, it's. I, I know, read it that.
0: Take, I, I read those books, and I was like, "God, they're describing America."
1: I know. And is. isn't that wild? I yeah. mean, when you, um, and if you haven't read them, if you haven't seen the movies, you should go see them because they're actually kind of interesting. And, and, and as a political. Uh, statement. They're very, they're very intriguing because you look at the the parallel. Uh, it's almost like a parallel universe of of where we could easily end up.
0: One yeah. would argue that we're most of the way there. Well. <laughs> the the only thing we don't do is the human sacrifice elements, but give yeah. give the left a couple of decades and...
1: Yeah, well, and and that's it. well out. I think that, I think uh, that's... You...
0: Basically that was a subjugation thing.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: You know, it was like, it, it was basically a control mechanism that says, look, we have the power and we have so much power that we can make you sacrifice children. Yeah. From your, you know, and, they they don't do that explicitly but they do other stuff. Yep. Yep. That, that's very and, that, and
1: that's the same thing. There's no difference with taxes and you know. You know, I, I, there was this meme a, a while ago, quite a while ago, that said um I, well, no, I think actually it wasn't even a meme, it was uh I think it was a um a quote by uh um Dennis Miller that said something about how our forefathers um revolted over a breakfast drink and it wasn't even coffee (laughs) (laughs) you know you know and what would they do what would they say today yeah exactly um but the the brexit has been is to me has been real interesting because if you look at the people who who have been arguing against it it literally has been the establishment of the governments all over the world yeah the the and, and our government included. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, if Obama you look at,
0: went over there and said, "Well, if you do this, then we're not going to trade with you anymore," basically, He basically made a threat, and they did it anyway. Yeah. And then like, and then like two days, two days after it happens, Obama's like, "Oh, well, I didn't mean any of that," you know. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. like,
1: they basically said "fuck you" to him.
0: Yeah, basically. And and now they're trying to act like they're all on board with it, but they really they secretly hate it. And so now, the elites are now plotting a way to not do that they're saying well it was just a non-binding uh oh yeah. advisory yeah, yeah. thing yeah you want to see another
1: yeah you'll see that you'll see those that country revolt
0: yeah well and without now guns you'll
1: see how how, how they're going to feel without guns well you know and
0: scotland voted against it because scotland is on the welfare receiving end of most of that stuff right and so you know the 350 million pounds a week that England sends gets divvied up amongst all these debtor like loser well, countries. And you know what and, surprises me? I can't believe so were... Scotland S- Scotland would be like that.
1: I would have thought well, they that they're on the gibbs me that end of that. Huh?
0: They're on the gibbs me that end of that.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, but but I you know. but it surprises me because I would have thought that they would have had enough export with Scotch that it would be a non non issue. I would well, have thought that Scotland had a lot more money than Yeah, it does. it's,
0: it's not like nobody's gonna want to trade with Scotland. <laughs>
1: exactly! I yeah, get over that.
0: Yeah, they get the entire world drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh,
1: no, it, like. In they, a very, in a very great way.
0: Yeah, they have, they have good stuff to offer, um, you know, and it's, it's a beautiful country, but they need to get over this gives me that idea.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and, it, and it's, so it's, so if you look at, um, the people that are fight that fought against that are exactly the same people that want to take Trump out of the election. They want to they want to go bypass the will of the people and and not have him the Republican nominee. Well, you
0: remember uh very early on before it, this was like a year ago on the podcast, I brought up I brought up the fact that uh that the the parties are not bound to nominate uh, right. who you vote for. Th- right. There's nothing that says that they have to. The whole reason they have primaries is to try to get um, guaranteed political support for whoever they nominate. Right. But if if they don't like who you put up there, they can put up whoever they want. Right. And they basically did that with Hillary. Right. Um, they were not successful on the Republican side because we don't have uh, superdelegates and things like that. But they... Well, <clears throat> They'll probably try they, some shenanigans, but
1: I think that had they, and they may still try it. They, they may, also, you know, I. Um, I'd be surprised if they
0: didn't try something.
1: Well, I, I don't think they're going to be successful, and I think that uh, what's his name, Priebus, has been saying, "Look, guys, this is this is who the people want. Don't be freaking trying this shit." Yeah. Um. I. I mean, I is unhappy as he was about this process i almost want to think that he is okay trump is it he's what the people want yeah um so this is what what we're going to give him and i think that there's other people that that are in power want to stay in power don't want trump there that's you know i was talking to a fellow the other day about this and and he was like well you know it's six to, it I don't know why we have to choose between two different assholes. And I said, you know, what's interesting about that. <clears throat> I said, five years ago, Donald Trump was literally one of the most popular people in America. Everybody loved him. Everybody loved his show. Everybody loved the fact that he gave tremendous amounts of money to charities. Everybody loved the fact that he was successful. Everybody loved the fact that he had a beautiful wife. Everybody loved the fact that he had beautiful kids. He was like, everybody loved him. Now, literally, half the country hates him.
0: Well, they would have hated who... This is the thing. is like, as soon as they started beating up on him, uh, you know, people were saying all this stuff, and, oh, blah, 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 racist, blah, blah, blah. And, and I said... uh Whoever the Republicans put forward, you would say the exact same thing about them.
1: right well, you know yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter I, who
0: they put forward they're automatically going to play the demonization card right. on whoever it is i mean they right. they made mitt Romney the the most vanilla uh whatever guy look like he was some demon, yeah, you remember what's, that what's i mean it, it's crazy the guy was a nice you know Mormon yep. guy from blah blah. He's, What's it's interesting crazy. about the
1: whole process and and I and I've been I've been uh outspoken against what the Republicans have been doing for the past 10 years anyway, 15 20 years as far as that goes. Uh-huh. Um you know because they've been feeding into the bigger government open border policies, they've been part of that whole thing. And it's because they have totally disconnected from the rest of the country. Um I do believe that they're, uh, they've, they've been enriching their pockets, enriching yeah. their lives, and using our dollars to do it. Um, I, and I, I said this to this person I was talking to. I said, you know, I said, when you have the amount of Republicans that are speaking out against Trump that you're having, that's got to tell that that makes me feel good. Because I know that the establishment Republicans and Democrats are why we're f- so fucked up right now. I mean, if you look at the history of the of the Senate and House for the past four years, the Republicans have owned both both bodies,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and what have they done? Nothing. They have done nothing. They have done. They have actually funded Barack Obama's. Uh, yeah, they gave him more money than he asked for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I'm, I'm going, what the hell? What? What are we? Why do we elect all these people if that's what they're going to do? We wanted less government. We wanted smaller government, and they owned the purse strings. They could have stopped all of this stuff. Yeah. They could have defunded Obamacare. They could have defunded fricking. Uh, Spending money on why shrimp running on a treadmill is important. No, well, they, they do that. Def-
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, they could have defunded all that stuff. Yeah, but they didn't do anything about it. They didn't do anything about it. And so, guess what? These are the same people that are bitching about Donald Trump. Why is that? <sighs> what, is it? Well, could it be because they can't control him? And they would put somebody up there that they can control?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And and all you Republicans out there that hate Donald Trump right now, you know, people like you and I that are out there in the streets every day, you know, trying to make a living and you stand there and tell me you hate Donald Trump. Well, guess what? You want to vote for, uh, what's his name? Johnson, Gary Paul Johnson, the freaking libertarian that has absolutely no chance of getting anywhere. If you want to throw your vote away on him, then go ahead. You just elected Hillary Clinton.
0: Well, he—they—they're they're not going to siphon off enough votes to make any difference, I don't think. Um, and I, I'm not telling people who to vote for, but uh, you know,
1: it's. Well, I'm not. I'm not either. Yeah. But but I'm just saying that I would I would rather vote for a freaking smashed turd <laughs> than Hillary Clinton.
0: Well, and it looks like she's going to ha- pick uh, Elizabeth War- Warren as a
1: running mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pocahontas.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh wait, I'm part Indian. I, you know what it is? It's uh, it's it's like the transgender argument. Oh God, no. You know, we can't no, go there. No, seriously. It's like I associate. I, uh, I, I, um, wh- what's the term that they're using? <laughs> not, not I associate, but I.
0: Don't say anything that I'm gonna have to delete.
1: No, 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 no but everybody was saying it about um the boys and girls john thing. Yeah, that's that that was
0: um, maybe a bridge too far there.
1: How about how about um did you see the meme that said um the uh what's what's the deal with the man bun? Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh and uh, ever since that that came into style now we don't know where we should pee.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> recording snafu there but we are back Um, so uh, I guess we were talking about Elizabeth Warren now for people that don't know um, she claimed to be Native American so that she could take advantage of affirmative action and get uh, a spot on the faculty at Harvard
1: yeah she, she identified so that's okay she identified as a Native American so that's good enough I identify as an attack helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> if I was a pervert, I would identify as a woman just so I could go in the ladies' job. Well, Hillary Clinton identifies herself as a turd. Oh wait a minute, she is a turd. Well, she identifies herself as a human being.
0: Well, anyway, the uh, so with the whole uh, I don't know, it's crazy. So, so let's you know the. There's something interesting going on. Um, there's this guy, uh, that worked for Breitbart that I, uh, read his stuff and he has a, a podcast that he puts out. His name is Milo Yiannopoulos and he's, uh, flamingly gay, uh, like just over the top. Um, but he, uh, he has, uh, basically Spoken out against all of this sort of grievance culture and this and that and, um, but one of the points he made is, uh, after the Orlando shooting, uh, he was, he was saying that, uh, you know, the left is basically having to tie themselves in knots and abandon gays because the, uh, you know, the, the Muslims are at, at the, the top of this victimhood ladder now, right? And so uh, a whole bunch of um, gay people are now turning away from the Democrat party because, you know, a guy goes into a gay nightclub uh, from a religion that says you should kill gays. And he was at a, uh, a, whatever they call him, a sermon by a imam a few weeks earlier that said you should go out and kill gays. So the guy goes out and kills gays and, and pledges allegiance to ISIS, screams out Allahu Akbar a whole bunch of times and kills all these gays. Now who gets the blame for that? White Christian males. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, And the guy was a registered Democrat. So basically Trump put everybody's feet to the fire and said, why won't you call this Islamic terrorism? This is what it is. And, uh, Obama said, well, those aren't magic words. And, and the point, the, the point I wanted to scream out when I heard that is, if they aren't magic words, then why won't you say them? Yeah. You know, they've, they've basically directed the entire government to, to not use the words radical Islamic
1: terrorism. Well, you know, you, you, you can't the, even investigate <laughs> Muslims. You want to hear the, the, if wild you're thing? the FBI. The FBI isn't even allowed to deal with Muslims. Yeah. Yeah. I, hey, it, Gretchen, can I have a cup, please? Yeah, she came in with a cup of coffee, but uh, you no, know, that's so, that's the that's the thing. it's like you're going. The FBI's can't sniff around mosques. They can't listen to imam sermons. They can't they can't mention the word Muslim or Islamic terrorist yeah. or anything like that. And so, you're going, what the hell?
0: Yeah. So <clears throat> so what they do is they set up this straw man argument that that Trump is. The only thing Trump is saying is that you should use the words radical Islamic terrorism. That's that's just the tip of the iceberg and Obama knows it. But they're making right. it like, oh well, you know, we can say that, but blah, blah, blah. No. It, what he's addressing is not just that you won't say it, it's that you've directed the the entire government to completely ignore this stuff. And right. the left well, is basically on top of that, the left I'm ignores surprised- all of this stuff. Like literally <clears throat> in Islamic countries, they will kill a woman because she was raped and they call that she was committing adultery. They right. will take gays and throw them off roofs, chop their right. heads off with swords and stuff. But you aren't allowed to criticize, uh, that doctrine. Uh, if you're on the and left,
1: Hillary, and Hillary has gotten millions of dollars in donations from, from Saudi
0: Arabia, from Saudi all Arabia. of these,
1: all of these countries uh, that do horrible, horrible
0: things to, uh, you know, women and gays and other, you know, people that are somewhat
1: disadvantaged in those cultures. I, uh, I love that. I love the speech that he gave, that Donald Trump gave um, a, a week ago or so about um, about Hillary using the State Department as her private hedge fund. Yeah. Where she was trading dollars for, I mean, to me, this is what the Democrats put up in front. Of us, as yeah. as this is a this is a candidate that that they want, and they don't understand that she should be tried for treason and shot. Well, at any rate, it, it, I mean, getting getting back I'm to what I was talking about. I'm they didn't go about. on the news the other day after the after the nightclub shooting and say it was a video. Yeah, well, they the they tried closet. to
0: say it was they they do everything to try to blame it on they tried to say it was uh the the Christian influence on society.
1: Oh, Jimmy that. Swaggart
0: probably did it. Uh, okay, so what I here's here's a here's a task for our podcast listeners. Go out and find me a single example of any time in United States history when the official government of the United States uh, executed someone for the crime of being gay. Find me a single example. And then I'll show you all these other countries where they go ahead and, you know, just buy, throw them off roofs as that's official sanctioned, uh, policy, right? So Milo has been railing about this stuff and the left won't touch it because, uh, and, and the reason is, and he's only ever said this once, but I think he hit on it perfectly. I wish he'd say this more often. He said that the reason the left will kowtow and throw everybody under the bus for Islam is because Islam hates the West, their fellow travelers. Right. You know, any anything that is bad for the West and Western culture, the left will go for, even if it means throwing their own side underneath the bus.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: the, the other point uh, he made about the transgender thing I thought was pretty funny. Right. Um, so for years. We've been told that there's no difference between men and women, none whatsoever, right? So then they say, well, um, Bruce Jenner was uh, had a female brain trapped in a male's body, and he wanted the female body to match the female brain. I see what you did there. You just admitted that there is such a thing as a female brain. <laughs> I, you know, they, they, they. I never even thought about yeah, that. Yeah, they're, they're. That's that's why you should listen to Milo. Uh and, and read his stuff on Bright I'll,
1: I'll have to listen to Well you know yeah. what? I mean it's look, anybody yeah. that has been married thirty five years will tell you that women do not think the same as men. There there is and that's fine. A it's definitely, a balanced thing. You and, know? and it's not a it's not a bad thing, but it is a thing. You know, it's the animal kingdom is the same way males and females of any species do not act the same because they're one's a male and one's a female you know it, it's there's nothing wrong with that but i'm telling you that there is differences well guess who's there's a huge trump differences. supporter there's there's uh there's all kinds of differences
0: guess guess who is a huge trump supporter your wife no Milo. <laughs> he calls <laughs> no, him you know daddy what, uh, <laughs>
1: Listen, there's a uh, there is a, a movement in the gay community that is is starting to support him now. They're basically saying after this last uh, episode, they're basically saying, "Look, you guys just you don't care. Yeah, you don't you can't protect us. You're not trying to protect us. And look, I." I, one way or the other it doesn't it, most Republicans will tell you the same thing most conservatives will tell you the same thing now there are some people out there that that some conservatives that go way over but there but most conservatives will say you know what I don't freaking care just I don't need to see it it doesn't need to be in my it's, face I don't care
0: uh, you know like uh, how many times have you ever just you know had some huge conversation with somebody about your private life? like that. You know, people don't care. They don't want to know. You know. No. And and anytime something like that comes up, uh everybody in the room shouts too much information. Right, exactly. Right. And so, you know, it, it it's who gives a shit basically is what I'm saying, but um, yep. anyway, uh it'll be it's interesting to see cuz the other the other way that uh and you got to give uh gamers a little bit of credit here, right? There's this thing called gamergate and they're basically pushing back hard against uh what they call the regressive left. So all of this stuff about microaggressions and trigger warnings and and all of these things that are basically designed to uh subjugate you. Um they 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 pretty much started pushing the pushback against that. Oh yeah. You know, and yeah. it's nerds. <laughs> like completely socially awkward People like me basically that said, fucking enough. Yeah. You know, the, the con- that didn't come from conservatives. Most gamers are not in any way, shape, or form conservative. All right. You know, it, most of them are from the left and they're pushing back against the
1: left because it's just gotten so regressive. <clears throat> you know, but. Well, um, it's been, I've been saying for a long time that the country is 25%. Um, Christian conservatives, far right Christian conservatives, twenty five percent communist, and fifty percent constitutional conservatives or just or just people that don't
0: give a damn and just basically well, want to live okay. their life and be left alone
1: and well, they, they and wouldn't would put say- a label
0: on themselves.
1: And wouldn't you say that, that those people would fall under the constitutional conservatives?
0: Most of them, yes, uh, up to I a mean, point. I mean, if you
1: stand there and say, okay, it's, uh, you know, the I mean, it's like the Second Amendment arguments that they're talking about right now on the no-fly list. I mean, the, so many people are missing the argument, and, and that's what the left seems to want to do all the time when they're stripping you of your rights. They want to say that, Because you're on the no-fly list, you shouldn't be allowed to buy a gun. That's a terrible thing. Well, and you know what? There's no due process to get on the – you know, there's – to get on the list, you don't – we're probably on the list.
0: Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, there, there's there's like but, eight-year-old kids on the list. Yeah, uh,
1: well, there's like three or four senators Ted, on the list. Ted
0: Kennedy was on the list. Yeah, and they <laughs> you know?
1: can't get off. They yeah. can't get off the list. Yeah, and once you're and on it, thing. it's like you're no on due it. due process.
0: Yeah.
1: And so if you stand there and go, okay, so I'm going to strip somebody from – I like to see them strip somebody's First Amendment rights because they're on the terrorist fly, fly list. How about – if you're on the terrorist watch list, then you have no rights, no constitutional rights whatsoever, and you can now be locked up for no apparent reason.
0: Yeah, how does that mean, sound? It, well, it, it sounds scary, frankly. You know, because the next thing you know, all of your political enemies end up on the no-fly list.
1: <laughs> right. Well, and and you know what? And you see how the IRS acted under a Barack Obama administration. Well,
0: uh, yep, and and the thing is, is, like, what what their side doesn't get is that when they go and abuse powers, uh, they basically open up the door for the next guy to do it. And sooner or later, the pendulum swings back the other way. Right. Now watch what happens. Right. You know? And I don't know. I I don't get too wrapped up in individual political candidates or things like that. But I do, I I like the philosophy behind things more than I like the, well, you know, and, arguing and I think about that that's particular what, candidates. And to merits. me,
1: actually, I think, and that's why that's why Trump appeals to me, is because he has got the establishment on both sides so so whipped up. <laughs> that that he's and, and that's been my argument all along it's like okay so he obviously doesn't have any ties to the establishment because they hate him
0: yeah Everybody they hate him with a passion because he exposed the game he said yeah i give money to political candidates exactly. most of the people on stage here i've given money to exactly and i do exactly. it again because that's how you have to play the game they've they've rigged the game in such a way that if you don't give them money you don't get to do business Exactly. You think it's easy to go out and build a skyscraper? Can you imagine the the amount of bribes and payoffs you have to do to get that done? Well, yep. I didn't set the system up, but I have to function within that system. So yeah, of course I'm trying to make it, a living I'm yeah. trying
1: to make a living there and I, I, I can unless unless I pay this off. I pay
0: yeah. pay these people and, off. And they hate that that he actually came out and said that. That's yep.
1: that's well, like at, the number one what, thing. Look at what when you stand there and say um Hillary negotiated some trade agreement, and all of a sudden that country, and, and it's a bad negotiation, we got on the shitty end of the stick, but her—but—but but all of a sudden some foreign country gives uh, the Clinton Foundation uh, several million dollars.
0: Or, or somehow Uzbekistan now controls 20% of the uranium in the world, or yeah. 40%, or some, some yeah, crazy number. Yeah, somehow number. or
1: another... Yeah, somehow or another, that's a that's gonna stand. And how, I'd like to know if you're a fucking family and you've never produced anything but one child. That's it. Oh, a, a cum soaked dress, I guess. Uh, Bill produced a cum soaked dress and maybe well, a, a different smelling cigar. But, but what? But he's never produced anything in his life except that. And how the hell do you become a multi billionaire? By doing that,
0: well, you know how it's the it's the graft it's the system you know and 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 Trump basically uh, exposed a lot of that or at least admitted to it you would I've never heard anyone else admit that yeah, I gave them money and I gave them money because I was going to get something in return exactly because they set the system up that way, and I have to Is, play by the system's rules
1: isn't that? Isn't there laws against that? Isn't is that isn't that a corruption thing?
0: Oh, they have they have all kinds of ways to get around it. You're giving to a charitable foundation, which by the way has a 99% overhead, <laughs> <laughs> and all of my family members are on the payroll for that, and uh, it pays for private jets everywhere and blah blah blah. And yeah, <clears throat> you know, oh, of course I need a Maserati to drive around in because you know can't have somebody of this stature driving around in a Ford Focus you know but anyway so it, so now my question for you is do you think Trump will win
1: yes i do i actually do think that i think that i think that there are enough i think there are enough bernie sanders supporters that dislike Hillary enough that they will either stay home or they will vote for Trump. I do not see a lot of them voting for Hillary. I just don't see it.
0: So I have, I I, have something funny after you I, after you finish. Yeah.
1: And I and I also think that, that by the time November rolls around, people will realize that what's on what's on stake here, five Supreme Court justices are on stake. Five. That's a huge number. Five. Just by doing that, they literally can suspend the Constitution. Yeah. And all your rights that you have. Five liberal justices on the Supreme Court could change everything. You could lose your right to free speech. You could lose your right to to choose your own religion. They could outlaw every religion and make global warming the new religion. Yeah, I mean, it
0: could it could get really wacky really quick. But yeah, okay. And, so and I
1: don't think people. And I think by the time November rolls around, you're going to see that people will the American people will see that. I don't believe that they're that ignorant. I give them a little more credit than than what the establishment gives them. Uh, so I tell you. Guys, if you haven't ever seen They Live, I've talked about it before, put the fucking sunglasses on.
0: <laughs> okay, I have a... Watch
1: the movie, the B-rated movie called They Live, came out in the mid-80s, I think, or early 90s, mid-80s, I guess it was, mm-hmm. with Rowdy Roddy Piper. As a big-time wrestler, he uh, he made his movie debut with this with this movie, and if you get a chance... Find it, rent it, watch it, and put on the sunglasses.
0: <laughs> so here you go. Here you go. Um, so I actually know a Bernie supporter. Yeah. Uh, it's a lady that works in the OR, and she's, like, crazy passionate about it. Um, she doesn't know any of his policies or anything like this, but basically she's a Bernie supporter in the way that a lot of people are Trump supporters for the exact mm-hmm. same reasons. So I've been – I, you know, you're in there for eight hours with somebody and there's plenty of time to talk. And, uh, you know, several months ago I was talking to her. I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. Tell me, tell me why you support him. And she went on and on and on and all this. And I said, y- you know, you're, you're basically listing the exact same reasons that people are supporting Trump. And this is before Hillary had lined up the nomination and she goes, oh, I'd never vote for Trump and all this, right? So the last week, uh last week I worked with her again and it had been like a couple months since I would worked with her. And uh now that Bernie has basically lost his party's nomination, uh he went to a secret meeting with Hillary and them and they basically basically told him shut up or else. Uh well, well, we'll Vince Foster you. Yeah, yeah, dude. Come on. <laughs> uh so he uh she's a part of this facebook thing there there's going to be a million bernie supporters show up at the democratic national convention oh my god and they they are building a 12 foot high steel wall around the entire convention thing and then uh they've also reopened some old prison to house the supporters if they get out of line and all this and so i got her all riled up and i'm like you know do you know what a million people can do Do you know that that's way more people than we have in our entire military? And the military would never fire on you. Do you you realize that? And And, they could
1: take that place apart brick by brick.
0: Yeah, I told her, look, if, if they're going to pull shenanigans, you guys should just take the, take it down. You could easily do that. A million people pissed, (laughs) a million pissed off people is like the biggest force in the world. You know, they, they're, they're, they're going to have no idea how to deal with it. And so she got all fired up yeah, it's and like went
1: like online. World and, War
0: Z. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so it, it's basically swarm tactics. There's nothing yeah. you can do. Nothing. <laughs> right. And so, uh, she, uh, she gets all fired up and then yeah, she goes online and gets a whole bunch of other people all fired up. And then at the end of the day, she says, well, if Hillary gets the nomination, I'm voting for Trump. <laughs> and I was like, yes. So, That's uh, funny. anyway, it was, it was, you know, I, again, I don't get wrapped up in political candidates all that much. And I, there's no way I'm going to be mean to somebody or uh, be rude to somebody well, just because they support a particular <clears throat> candidate. I kind of want to hear what their <clears throat> views are. And this is somebody that it's just, a, it's just a through talking to thing. her, you know, and, and taking what she says, and respecting it and saying okay well I see where you're coming from and all this over the course of a couple months she
1: turned from a bernie supporter into a trump supporter yeah i think it's a philosophy thing yeah. and i think that that's where that's what people are missing uh, you know they didn't like they don't like trump's personality or whatever and because he's cocky and because he's this you know and you hear about oh he had so many failed businesses i was like really he's he had tw- yeah. 250 successful businesses and four failures
0: yeah I mean, I, I wish dare I had any, odds like Yeah, that. exactly. I, I wish I could do that.
1: <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, I have no problems. I said, and he hates women. Are you kidding me? The women in women run this country, his company. Yeah. I mean, he has like he has more women executives in his company than than a lot of other companies.
0: Well, and how is it that how is it that you don't hear? All of Trump's workers coming out and saying what a monster. Oh, exactly, he is.
1: exactly. Oh, he's a rotten bastard. Yeah, you know, he's a terrible individual. You never hear that. And how does you a how I mean? does how a rotten this?
0: bastard raise kids that are that nice?
1: Right, and on top of that, how the hell do you have several ex-wives? And no, and none of them are bitching, yeah <laughs> <You> <laughs> I know, mean, it, if anybody that's gonna hate somebody, it's gonna be an ex-wife,
0: yeah, exactly they they if 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 you were ever gonna get any dirt, it would be from one of them
1: <laughs> yeah exactly i it's uh, I don't know I, I
0: I just laugh
1: but it but it is a but it is a philosophy that that I think that he's he's tapped into that movement of you know what I'm sick of I'm sick of you act of you treating America like we're second rate we have the greatest we we have the greatest history of of formation of government in the in the history of the world and we have progressed to the world more than every other country put
0: together before we came along exactly on every measure on every exactly. single measure we have progressed the world socially uh economically uh and you know technology wise standard of living wise you, you can take every other country in the history of the world and add up everything they ever did, and it doesn't equal what the United States has done. Yeah. So it's yeah. a it's a great country, and uh, we're kind of sick of being kicked. Yep. Enough.
1: Yep. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, I am I am definitely the things that you know. It's interesting. I got into. I got actually got. Uh, uh, somebody tried to throw me out of the Republican Party about four years ago over over a candidate that I was describing that was nameless and faceless I, I didn't, uh, Donald Trump wasn't even in the picture at that point in time but I literally was, was describing to him a Trump-like candidate. I said, this is the kind of person that we need to put up we need to put up a businessman we need to put up a businessman that understands the economy we have to put up a Somebody that understands the economy that isn't going to bring some religious whacked ideas into the play. I said every time that happens, we the the the, the Democrats jump on it. And they scare everybody off. That is, and, and we take that bait all the time. And say the what you want, but
0: you could never yeah. say that Trump is a religious wacko.
1: <laughs> no, exactly. And and I said, I said, you know what? I said, if you want to be a religious person, that's fine. But our, but our but our founding fathers did not want to have a state religion. And whether you want to believe it or not, and a lot of my Christian friends will hate this, the country was designed to be freedom of religion, not freedom from religion, and it was not supposed to be a state-run religion. Okay? That doesn't... I mean, yes, we are are formed with Judeo-Christian values, Judeo-Christian values, but that does not mean that we are a Christian society even though we're 80 90% or something like that Christian it does not mean that we were supposed to be a religious government it's
0: we're not we're, a theocracy
1: we're not we're not a theocracy we're no. supposed to be limited government limited government yeah protect our borders make sure our roads are in good shape Let us fall to our own devices. Yeah. You know, I mean, real simple. And so I I was telling this guy this. I said, we get sucked into this religious argument all the time, I said, and it totally destroys our chances of winning. Yeah. I said, we need a a non-religion, we need to have a non-religious candidate, somebody that is not going to wear their religion on their sleeve because it's a turnoff to a lot of people. It's, I mean, it should I'm, be I'm private a, just like other things are private listen i'm a very spiritual person okay i read the bible i try to live a good life based on those things i don't wear that on my sleeve and judge you by that right and that's where people get turned off
0: where are because you stand there and it go, should be you're personal fucking judging
1: me because you're you know you read the bible every every third sentence get a job
0: yeah (laughs) well anyway on that (laughs) note uh
1: yeah i gotta go before i say something really really bad yeah
0: so far i don't think i have to edit anything out no and, and i
1: think he and and fast forward four years later i still talk to the guy and he doesn't he doesn't remember he he He's a, he's a Trump supporter now. He doesn't remember our conversations about four years ago when he told me that I should get out of the Republican Party. Because we don't want you here. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. So, anyways, on that note, I do have to go to the kennel and get my dogs. So, uh, how do people
0: find us and stuff?
1: Okay, so send us emails at podcast at knifejournal.com. We have a Facebook presence. Uh, KnifeJournal.com, po- or podcast at KnifeJournal.com, KnifeJournal Podcast, I should say. Um, we have a website, at, is at www.knifejournal.com, and uh, you can like Kyle, or you can um, uh, friend Kyle or myself on Facebook, and we usually will uh, respond in a positive fashion, as long as you're not some uh, Russian hooker. That's right. Got to
0: stay away from them. They'd be hacking yep. your account.
1: Yep. So get out there and go outside and enjoy yourself and keep your knives sharp and your friends sharper.
0: All right, bye.
1: Bye Bye-bye.